0: Hey sister, Cassie Little here to welcome you to your sorority journey, a podcast for sisters to find guidance and confidence in any season of their membership. Our rock star guests and I have intentional conversations, discuss unpopular topics and provide relevant encouragement to be an extension of your sisterhood. So thanks for inviting us on your journey. Are you ready to dive in? Hey, sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. Finally, it has felt like forever since I have been on the mic to be with you all through this podcast platform. After the longest break that we have ever taken from publishing episodes, it feels so good to be finally sitting down to share with you the amazing things that have been happening both in my life personally and in the direction that her sorority journey is going If you have been a little worried or curious about the future of the podcast, fear not. It's not going anywhere. We just needed a few months to catch our breath and to kind of reset our course of where we want to take the podcast and more broadly where her sorority journey was headed and we're going to get into that today. I treasure this platform. I treasure the community that's been formed through the podcast because I actually think the podcast is my most personal outlet, beyond my personal Instagram little cast. And for sure, um, deeper than her sorority journey, your sorority journey is an opportunity for me to really honestly share what I'm learning through entrepreneurship, where my sorority journey is taking me, and how that's informing the advice and insight in honestly educational resources that we push out to you all. I was told super early on in my entrepreneurial journey that there was going to be a lot of pressure to share things going on in my personal life and to fight that and only talk about things that I felt comfortable sharing the Uh, lessons from when I was on the other side of, meaning that there were a lot of things that were going to happen throughout this entrepreneurial journey that were going to be hard to work through and live through. And sometimes I think as entrepreneurs and even as women, we feel the pressure to share what we're learning from hardships in the moment. And I felt this back in October, this tension that I was experiencing with um, my relationship with her sorority journey, this company and labor of love that I had built (laughs) that I needed to work through. And I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. And because the uh, tension that I was experiencing with her sorority journey was going to require some pretty significant structure changes, I didn't know how to say anything at all. Which is why you saw a pretty dramatic pullback from not only the podcast, but from the social media, from our Her Journey communications on all fronts. We didn't do provide any services in the month of December um, to really allow the company to breathe and reset. And I want to kind of walk you through what that process was like for me. While I'm sure there are a few of you who have been around since the beginning, I'm going to provide a little context for those of you who haven't. Maybe some of our new sister friends who I had the privilege of meeting at conferences or new uh, members of communities that just found our podcast within the last six months. Welcome. Here's a little context of her sorority journey. We were founded on March 19th, 2020, which means that we are coming up on our second birthday. And if you do the math, also means that we started our company about a week into the COVID-19 pandemic. And by we, I mean me. I started this on my own. I had just moved to Colorado, uh, was newly out of a job, was in a new relationship, was new to the state I was living in. And was really excited about the opportunity to build an experience, build a resource platform that I really needed when I was a sorority member. And so when the when I was watching the pandemic start to unfold, I knew that sorority members were actually going to need more guidance now than they would have needed under normal circumstances. And so I took all the curriculum and insight that I had been pulling together in the first months of 2020 And I adapted them to fit the pandemic mold, right? The new needs, the virtual focus that our membership was taking on. Now, I ran and built a brand of Her Sorority Journey for the entirety of 2020 um, and actually ended that relationship in December 2020. Now, you can imagine, as many people can, there were Uh, events and decisions that marked their early COVID-19 experience. And that relationship was that for me, I put all of my energy in 2020 into making sure that this relationship was successful. I had moved for this uh, individual. I had started a business out of their guidance and support and encouragement. And I was building a life with someone that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And so when that relationship ended at the end of 2020, I decided that her sorority journey was going to succeed and I was going to do everything within my power to ensure that her sorority journey was amazing. It was impactful. And most importantly to me and my pride at the time, it was successful because the thing that I'd poured all of my energy into in 2020 had failed. And if you remember, for those of you who were around a year ago, her sorority journey was hitting the ground running in 2021. We had structure. We had a quarterly guide that went out at the beginning of every quarter. We had live workshops every month. We had regularly scheduled podcast episodes every Wednesday. We we're getting booked to speak virtually at tons of Sisterhood Retreats, Founders Days, professional development opportunities. I There were days, weeks that were packed with virtual events. We hosted our very first summit in celebration of our first anniversary last year about this time, and we're coming up on year two. Last year, we held a three-day summit with nine other speakers besides myself um, to celebrate the incredible community that we had cultivated. I found so much of my identity personally. Cassie Little was becoming defined by the success and the thriving of this company that I'd created. And as much as I love the sorority experience and as much as I love the impact that we are creating for sisters, I watched that take a really significant negative toll on my mental health, my emotional well being, my relationships as the year progressed. And as we rounded out recruitment takeover, we now had this awesome team of interns working with us. I was working much more closely with my assistant, Lindsay. I was starting to notice as I was hearing about their senses of sisterhood and the people that they were surrounding themselves with on their campuses, hypocrisy that came from me advocating for communities and spaces where women would come together to support one another while I was running this company isolated, in a vacuum. As the year progressed, I was starting to realize that I was raised grown up in sorority conditioned in an environment that supported collaborative decision-making and teamwork and building up of one another that's what i was working so hard to sustain for the sorority communities that i supported through this platform well i wasn't extending that to myself i had went off and started my own thing without that continuation of community around me And while I had rock star friends and amazing community and other sources, not having that professional community or team around me working toward the same vision was extremely isolating. And it took me hitting a breaking point in late September to realize that something had to give. We needed to adapt, adjust, and make changes because I cared too much about her sorority journey for it to fail because I couldn't get over my own pride, my own identity, being caught up in it. I spent a lot of October really praying through what it would look like to find a primary source of employment elsewhere so that her sorority journey could continue to be an outpouring of my heart, of my expertise and sorority passion. That's why I started her sorority journey two years ago, It needed to be the reason it was sustained, not uh, crippling under the pressure that I had put on it out of my own expectations and feelings of inadequacy in other areas of my life. So it was October of last year that I recognized that her sorority journey was not going to sustain itself if I was continuing to work under such crippling pressure. And so once I started to recognize and acknowledge what was happening, I noticed things in my life starting to change. The same week that I kind of owned that something structurally needed to adjust in her sorority journey, I was asked to apply for a full-time position at my church, a community that had has really become my family in Denver over the past few years And as I was going through that application process and interview process in October, I got connected to a girl in that community who ended up becoming my roommate. And so we spent the month of October looking for places to live in the part of town that both of us wanted to be closer to our friends. And before anything changed, before we found the house, before I got the job, I was just noticing my heart change toward her sorority journey. And maybe you can hear it in my voice in those episodes in October, Suddenly, I wasn't bogged down by where is this going to go or what am I going to do? I was finding solutions. I was changing my environment. And I knew that that was going to bring changes to her sorority journey. And so before any of that change, there was so much hope in what was going to be both for my company and for my personal well-being and the balance that I was cultivating in my life. And so November comes We find a house, we sign a lease, I get offered an events director position at the church. And that same week that everything goes down, I start to get these emails from conferences saying that I was selected to present at them. These big conferences like AFLV Central, which stands for Association of Fraternal Leadership and Values, SGLA, the Southeast Greek Leadership Association, NGLA, the Northeast Greek Leadership Association, and Sigma Kappa's Emerging Leaders Conference. All these conferences were reaching out saying that the programs that I had submitted months before I'd had this identity crisis were selected. And I was kind of confused because I had spent October thinking about pouring into her sorority journey a little bit less as to not get my identity so caught up in it. But I was noticing that as soon as I started to do that, her sorority journey was starting to find a different role. It's almost as if I needed to pull back so that her sorority journey can thrive. And so I devoted the month of December to reestablishing routines in my life. I, It's obviously Christmas season, which at a church is busy. So I spent the month of December settling into my new house and my new job. I'm ready to hit the new year strong with new Her Sorority Journey content that felt more balanced and prepared for conference season that I was all of a sudden gearing up for. So as we near the end of December and I am getting excited to switch gears, pull back a little bit from the high intensity work I was doing at the church and balance that out a little bit more with her sorority journey. I tested positive for COVID-19 on Christmas Eve. You can't make this up. I was hustling the whole month of December and woke up the sickest I have been in a very long time on Christmas Eve morning. And so instead of flying home on Christmas day to spend that week In between Christmas and the new year with my family, I spent it home alone in my house that I had just moved into. My roommate had already left for the holidays with her family, and that week was actually so restorative for me to reflect on unhealthy relationship that I had built with her sorority journey with myself, pressure that I had put on who I wanted to become, and how closely correlated that was with my professional endeavors. And helped me set really sweet goals that were focused on balance and really grounding in who I wanted to be regardless of the professional outlets I was investing in. And as the new year was approaching and I, my excitement was growing <laughs> to dive deep into her sorority journey in January, I just never started feeling better. And I was told there might be some lingering side effects from COVID, but as the weeks went on and I kept trying to feel better or talk myself out of it, I just wasn't feeling better. And two weeks, three weeks actually, after I tested positive, I woke up in the middle of the night with a fever, sweating, unable to hear in one of my ears and super congested. Update, you do not get a fever from COVID three weeks after you test positive. And Unfortunately, I got a bacterial infection, an ear infection that I spent the subsequent two weeks recovering from. And so instead of just being down for the 10-day quarantine, I was down for about a month, super sick and disappointed. I was ready to really take advantage of the... Uh, anticipation that I'd built from being quiet for so long and create momentum before conference season. And I had delayed my holiday travels to go see my family. And so the last possible weekend that I could before I went off to travel for conferences, I got to go home for the shortest trip ever for three short days to see my family and reset with them before I hit the road for conferences. When I think about January, I'm reminded of how unbelievably sick I was. And maybe I'm a little dramatic because I haven't been sick for a long time, but how exhausted, fatigued, um, uncomfortable I was for so long, literally up until the moment that I had to be healthy. Even leaving for Arizona that day in late January that I finally got to go home and see my family. I still wasn't fully able to hear and had anxiety about flying with a questionable eardrum. But that was the last time that I felt any tinge of sickness leaving for Dallas the next weekend to go facilitate Sigma Kappa's emerging leader conference. I suddenly had the energy I needed to facilitate a three day conference and lead a team of facilitators. The following weekend, I navigated some crazy travel conditions to fly out to Indianapolis during this crazy snowstorm to be with college students from all over the country to talk about sisterhood-based recruitment, social media strategies to rewrite the fraternity and sorority narrative with some of my friends in the field, and chapter engagement. I even had to have one of my longtime sister friends facilitate my chapter engagement program for me because I couldn't get there in time. Following weekend, I went to Atlanta to go talk about similar topics with my sister friends in the southeast region of the country. The last weekend of February, I flew to Baltimore to be with my northeast friends who I have actually never gotten to speak with before. This is my first time in any professional capacity in the northeast. And I look back at the month of February, as chaotic as it was, I was starting to see that there was hope and there was a opportunity for me to balance being on a team in my church job and providing really intentional value and impact in her sorority journey. Removing the structure and removing the consistency and the structure from her sorority journey was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Her sorority journey, as I've shared before, was my labor of love. I started this company in a really difficult time of my life where everything was new. Even before her sorority journey launched officially, my friend said to me, you know, Cass, everything in your life has changed besides your faith, your friends and your family. Early in 2020, I was in a brand new relationship, living in a new city and navigating a potentially new job that I was in the process of starting. And I think back to how much has changed in these past two years since I turned 24, since I started her sorority journey, and how every hard decision that I've had to make along the way has cultivated a resilience in me that never could have happened by just pushing through, continuing the way things have always been done. And I also think as we are in this ever-evolving season of sorority life, unsure what to go back to, what to reinvent. Sometimes we just have to let projects, programs, experiences breathe so that we can look at them critically, unemotionally, process through the things that are emotional and hard for us to come back to them stronger and more equipped than we were to begin with. I am So proud of where Her Sorority Journey is going, and I'm so excited to have you be a part of it. Moving forward, Her Sorority Journey is committed to providing relevant resources when you need them, which actually removes a lot of the structure that we had been creating around Her Sorority Journey as an entity. The podcast, you'll start to notice, will be a lot more solo episodes. It will be a lot more of me sharing my insight that I find myself talking to sister friends who schedule calls with me or that I meet at conferences about all the time, but just publishing them so you can have that insight too. We will still be having star guests on the podcast, but less scheduled or less regimented than it had been in the past. We are also traveling again, which I'm so excited about. So we will be on campus doing keynote programs and workshops with your members and communities. And as always, if that is something that you are looking into with her sorority journey, you can head to the link in the show notes to schedule a call with me about that. And finally, we are celebrating our second anniversary with Uncharted Round 2. Uncharted is a sorority summit designed to provide accessible leadership development for every sister, regardless of officer position. So this is for sisters who may not have gone to those conferences because they didn't have a title yet or for communities who need programming around sisterhood, leadership development, career preparedness, and a reminder of why sorority is relevant. We would love to have you join us for our live keynote on March 19th, 2020 by registering for the summit in our LinkedIn bio. You can register your whole chapter or a large group of your sisters by emailing uncharted at sororityjourney.com. I imagine you're listening to this episode because you've either been a longtime listener ready to get your weekly episodes back from your sorority journey or you're new and you're trying to figure out what we're all about or you've recently met me and are wanting to see if her sorority journey aligns with what you're trying to get out of your membership experience. Whatever camp you fall into, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on my journey with me and hearing a little bit of where we've been and have some context for where we're coming from when we provide you the intentional sorority resources that we hope guide this very season of Your Sorority Journey. It's a privilege to be invited to navigate it with you, and we hope that you stay tuned for more episodes every Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to the Your Sorority Journey podcast this week. If this episode left you with any guidance or confidence to navigate your sorority membership, we would love to hear from you. Share a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram story and tag Her sorority journey so we can know what resonated with you. Also, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen so more sister friends can find this guidance just like you. Here for you always, sister.